0: And I want you to mark the book of Colossians chapter 3. Then I want you to turn back to the book of Job chapter 9. As you're turning to the book of Colossians chapter 3, and you're marking that with whatever means you mark it, go back to the book of Job chapter 9 for just a minute. I want you to notice as we read in Job chapter 9, is that Job is a man that was not exempt. It's well documented and well told that Job was a man that was not exempt from a lot of pains and a lot of issues or a lot of uh, troubles in life. Job was not a man exempt from that. But what Job wanted to know was this. That in the midst of hard times, that in the midst of things when it just seems like, as we usually say, the wheels are falling off the wagon, is it possible to still have peace. I want to ask you a question today, is it possible to have peace with God even when things are not the way you desire for them? Today, a a unique thought that I have had is called the umpire rules, and and I don't don't know that I've ever looked this word up, umpire, but we're going to see the word um, umpire in Colossians, and we're also going to see it here in the book of Job. Now, when we talk about an umpire, it is one that is in charge, but it is one that also, when you talk about the Greek games that we're going to get into in Colossians, it's also the one that is able to issue the rewards. An umpire can stop you and not allow you to progress on, but a heart that is doing what God wants them to, there is something that they will be rewarded with. Folks, today I want you to notice something is that if we become submissive unto God and we do as He would bid us to do, there is something that begins to flow out of our heart. It's a great deal of thankfulness. Let's read if I can Job chapter 9 and I want to skip down to the 33rd verse. Job talked about how there was not a mediator or the word he used is a a daisman betwixt us. Neither is there any daemons betwixt us that I might lay his hand upon us both. He said, there's something that is needed in our life. Let him take his, what his prayer and desire was is to let him take his rod away from me and let not his fear terrify me. Now, when we read the word, in that 33rd verse about daysman, it means a judge or it means an umpire. Now, I want to ask you something today. I don't want you to confess anything to me. But if you've ever been to any kind of athletic event, there is an official. Now, I know that there are many of us that will be spectators in an event, and we are not 100% going to agree with the official. But you know what you notice about the umpire and the official is? His word is final. Let's read if we can to the book of Colossians chapter 3. And I want to skip down to the 15th verse. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The word rule means umpire. You let the peace of God dictate your life. Folks, do you know why when we come together, service after service after service, we tell people to do what's on their heart? Because only God can give you peace about what you need to do in your life. The umpire, the one that's in authority, the one that can either stop an event or progress an event. But what happens when you and I experience this peace? And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body, and listen to the results, and be ye thankful. This morning, let me ask you something. What rules and what controls your life? Now again, spectators, a lot of times, whether it's the Greek games or whether it's the, the, the social leagues that you and I might go out and visit from day to day, the truth of the matter is, there is somebody in charge There's one that's in rule. There's one that is in authority in that event. And I hope you all will agree with me when I say this, folks. The ultimate rule and authority in our life is the Word of God. When we become submissive to the Word of God and we become to the authority of God, then there's a peace that comes in our life, that everything is okay between us and God. There's one thing I want every person here to have today before you leave this place, and that is peace with God. Now, we're going to talk in the peace of God, and peace with God. We may distinguish the difference between those in just a little bit. But listen to what these verses are teaching us. It's this particular verse, in Job, in this particular verse here in the book of Colossians. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body. There's a lot of people today that have peace with God And there's some people that have peace with themselves. You know, when you you think about Jonah, when Jonah began to flee from God, that he was asleep in the ship because he was at peace with himself. Folks, this is not about being at peace with yourself. The question that I have to you is, are you at peace with God? You may be at peace this morning with the the civilized community by which we're in. There's no warrants out for you or that you have done nothing that's legally wrong. You may be at peace in the communities by which you live, but my, my reference this morning is not, are you happy with your life? My question to you is, not have you lived by the laws of the land? My question this morning is, are you at peace with God? Of all the peacefulness that we can experience in life, we must understand that we need a peace with God. The umpires are going to rule, and all that means is they are the ones in authority. If God says you need something in your life, guess what? His authority is the rule, and you need that. If God says that you need to be saved, then you need to be saved. If God says you need to testify to join the church, whatever it is that's on your heart today, may we see that there is an ultimate rule That God is in control. Listen to what happens when a person has a rule or an umpire or a a mediator in their life. Job said, do we not have anybody that can do that to give us peace in our heart? You know, today, I want to answer a question. Is there someone today that can give us peace in our heart? And the answer is yes. Do you know who gives us peace in our heart? Jesus. Matter of fact, more specifically, may we say this, the Holy Spirit of God brings peace and comfort to the the, the troubled soul of a man. This morning, if you're here, whatever it is that's going on in your life, whatever it is that you need, I'm a believer in this, that Paraclete, the Holy Spirit of God, is called alongside to help you Not to be a stumbling block, but to help you in your hour of need. And I'll tell you this, when you recognize that it is the presence of God that is helping you, gratitude and thankfulness will come out of your mouth. A great fear of the silence that has stricken many of our churches today is, Lord, do we truly understand how much you have blessed us with? Do we truly have a rule in our life that that, that we are governed by you and that results of that is what Paul said in Colossians is and let the peace of God rule in your hearts and he said to which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. I believe there are people today that have peace in so many aspects of their life. But today I wonder how many people are at peace with where they're going to spend eternity. The question we've always asked is If you were to die today, where would you go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Preacher, I'd rather not talk about that. Let's talk about I'm happy and satisfied with what my lunch plans are. Let me tell you this. Your lunch plans are not near as important as your eternal plans. Where are you going to spend eternity? For those that are at peace with God and have the peace of God, we're going to distinguish those in just a minute, but when we talk about the peace of God the peace with God, we're talking about being submissive to Him, but we're also talking about something that only... God can give us, folks, may we understand this, that Jesus very plainly says that there is a peace and a comfort that only he can give, that not even the world can give. Folks, I thank God for a salvation experience that is not given to us by the world, or the ways of the world, or the government of the world, it is given to us by the Holy Spirit of God. So when we talk about peace, or an umpire, or a mediator, or a ruler in our life, I thank God today that we have that in Jesus. They said, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Once you let God begin to reign and rule in your heart, gratitude begins to come. For let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which you are called in one body. So let's think about the difference this morning about the peace of God and peace with God. If you're here and saved this morning, you can attest and you can give a great witness to the fact that there is a possibility that human beings can have the peace of God. But this morning what an umpire is is that if we do the right thing or if we are saying the right thing or we're living the right life or we're abiding by the word of God, then we can experience the peace with God. You know what it means to be at peace with God? It just simply means this. Think about the military. Think about those that are in, what well, I call it, marching orders. If we are under the beat or we are under the march or the direction of God, we are in synchronization, folks. And let me tell you something. One of my fears is is that we look to our neighbors and we are in sync with them, folks. If they're in sin and we're in sin, we are going to be in sync. But I ask you this morning, do not compare yourself to me or the person beside you. The question is, are we in sync with Jesus? That's where we talk about the peace with God. Everyone that is under the conductor of, a, of an orchestra, they are under the leadership of one that is guiding them. Today, you and I, we must understand that we do not look at the person to our left and to our right and say, am I in sync with them? The question this morning is, are we in sync with God? And folks, that is possible by the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to understand this morning. The umpire, the rule in our life that gives us that, that synchronization that we have is the peace, not just the peace of God, it's the peace with God. If you're here, I want to be very plain about this this morning. The most important peace that you can experience today is the peace of God. In other words, has God saved your soul and given you peace? Now there's peace that comes with living and walking with God. We're talking about the peace with God. Of all the things that you and I go through in this life, let me ask you something. Do you ever notice that there's instability all around us? And when I mean instability, there's so many things that are uncertain. And I'm not just talking about is your vehicle running good right now or is the central unit in your house working very well. I'm just saying there's a lot of instability in our world today. Folks, there is no instability in Jesus Christ once you get in seat with him. All the world can be raging all around you, but you're at peace with God again. Jonah, when he was fleeing from God, he was okay and at peace with themselves. But I'm not asking you, are you at peace with your neighbor or yourself? It's, are you at peace with God? Now listen, when we talk about the umpires or the the mediators or the one that are in charge, the, the, the judge or the rules, Job said, I need somebody in my life to give me guidance. Folks, today, God does not want us lost and wandering around. He wants us to find guidance in our life. And that's what he's wanting to do here. And that's why he gives us the instruction. He said, let the, the peace of God rule in your heart to which you are called in one body. Today, I believe there are some people that very well may be at peace, have the peace of God. That they are not at peace with God because they don't do the things that they should do or they're not listening to the umpire. Let me just put it to you in modern-day terms. Some people really want to argue with the umpire. And it's not because that they know that they're right and the umpire's wrong, it's a fact of we forget who is in charge. Now, from our our extracurricular standpoint, umpires make mistakes. But can I tell you something about God? God makes no mistakes. God's word is perfect, it is real. It is true, and God's Word is always correct. God is true, and every man's a liar. Let's just understand that this morning. The truth is, is that we must abide by God, that it is His way. But how many of us want to argue with God, or we want to try to debate with His Word, folks? God's Word is pure, it is real, it is true, and when the world's on fire, His Word's still going to stand. But today, why is the world wanting to try to modify this? Let's just get with the times and let's just change it. Folks, today, we don't add to it. We don't take away. We simply want to must abide by the gospel. It is the umpire in our life. It is the guide in our life. And when we do that, gratitude begins to come out. That God, we can't do this on our own, but we need you. We talked about some of that in our Sunday school. But we need you. But listen to what he's he, he's given us. The understanding is but. He asks us, and He gives us uh, the the reference. He said, may we let the peace of God rule in our hearts to the which you are called in one body. May I read you for just a minute in the book of Matthew chapter 5. Jesus teaches us in the Beatitudes. Listen to what we read in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. Again, peacemakers, only time this, this world word, word is used about peacemakers is talking about how that we can find peace with God. Remember, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. What that means is. People that are the children of God, that have the peace of God, also want peace with God. Let's word that a little bit different. There you folks go saying that once you're saved, you can do anything you want to, and you're still going to go to heaven. Folks, if you have the peace of God, you will desire the peace with God. The desire is, God, you have saved us, and because of that, we want to serve you. For blessed are the peacemakers. People that want peace in their life. I don't think I have to, to reveal unto you uh, a, a mystery. Folks, there's some people or many people we can even say that thrive on discontention and not having peacefulness in their life. I thank God for peace. Are you thankful for peace today? I thank God for peace in our souls. I thank God for peace in churches. I thank God for peace in homes and in our lives. For he talks about how that there's a desire that people would have the peace of God. For blessed are the peacemakers. Think about all the things that represent peace. All the, 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 the statues and all the, 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 the emblems of things that want to represent peace. And here today is that the problem that Jesus is teaching us here in Matthew chapter 5 is that we cannot find peace by ourselves. We need Him. So the problem is not in what a nation does or a government does. The problem is the nature of man. You know what? We see Isaiah, and I began to come across a verse that said, Isaiah said, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. There is no peace, he said, unto those that are in wickedness. Uh, Romans, listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 5 and in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, folks, it is possible to have peace with God, and it's also possible to have the peace of God. And I kind of flip those around, but may we understand that you've got to have the peace of God in your life, and you've got to have peace of, with God as you live and do the right things. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But remember what Jesus said in John chapter 14, Peace I leave with you, peace I give unto you. Uh, peace not as the world giveth, but let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Do you think that God's peace can remove fear? I want to ask you a personal question, though. Do you think that God's peace can remove fear? Can I tell you my personal experience that I had? For me, for about the first, I don't know, I say 19, from the time I was 12, I knew about death and I knew that it was reality that we were going to die. But you know what the problem was? Somewhere about the time I was 12, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in there, I began to understand it's not only do we live and do we die, but that our soul goes somewhere when we die. My fear was not of life, my fear was of death. March the 18th, 1995, I remember very well. I remember God began to work in me. I'm on my way and I I point because I came around uh, the, the outside edge of a church. I knelt at an altar and I prayed. And let me tell you something. The night the Lord saved my soul, His peace removed the fear of dying. I am not afraid of death right now. Why? Because I believe that there's victory over the grave. Not because of what I've done, but because of what the Holy Spirit did in me. The night my soul got saved. Today, are you, are you, have a time in your life where God has removed that fear and given you peace. Folks, there's a lot of things that give us discontention, but I'm asking you very personal questions. Do you have peace? Who is the peace with and what is the peace about? What does it do? How, what, what are the results that come from that? And Jesus teaches us that if we do not have peace, we will find trouble. Again, in what capacity are these things are happening from? But here in Colossians chapter 3, he's talking about the peace of God. And that's what he's talking about. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I'm thankful today that God wants us to have peace. He provides a way of peace in our life. For people that don't have peace, for people that don't have the peace of God or the people that don't have the peace with God, may we ask ourselves this, is it because it is something unattainable? And we already know the answer that is, folks. God wants us to have it. He provides us a way to have that. And when we experience the peace of God, we experience the peace with God, then listen to what Paul is talking about. He said, then he said... That thankfulness and gratitude is going to come out of your heart. That thankfulness and gratitude is what is going to come forth. And that's why here in our scripture, in the book of Colossians, Job asked and he said, can we have someone to, to, to give us peace in our heart? He said, yes. But that's why he says that it may rule or govern, as we might say. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let's keep reading this verse. He says, but not only should you let the peace of God rule in your heart. <laughs> By the way, you ever notice how that the scriptures talk about let your light shine, you don't make it shine? You don't let this peace happen. I mean, you don't make peace happen. You let it happen. In other words, God's got it there. We put the blockade up. We put the stopper to it and God said, would you just let it happen? I don't know what's going on in your hearts this morning, but I just want to tell you this. Just let God have His way. You'll find peace in your heart. The world may say you've messed up. The world may say that doesn't make sense. Many people may say, well, that's not a very good suggestion or idea. But I'll tell you this. If God gives you peace, you know it's the right thing. And He said, let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you are called into one body. What does sin Bring in our life. Discord. Pains. Heartaches. All these things that, that, that we can feel. In, uh, vain. And, and ultimately as we've already heard. It can bring forth death. That's what sin does. It brings forth all of these things. That we associate with hurt. Or things that are uncomfortable. Or things that we do not desire. But what, what Paul is teaching us is, is that it is possible through all of these things to experience the, the peace of God. For he said, to which you are called in one body. Today, do you believe that there are other people? Let me reword this just a little bit. I used to wonder and think, well, is there anybody else in this world that experienced a true heart salvation like I did? You know what I found out? There's people all around the world that experience what I've experienced. But I also found out that there's people in the world that say they've experienced what I've experienced, but they don't feel what I feel. They don't talk about what I talk about. They don't don't have these same feelings that I have. And listen to what he said, to which you are called in one body. Aren't you glad today that there is what we call a body of believers of the children of God? Folks, we come together we get to enjoy the blessings of God, the goodness of God. We can share about that. We all have the same umpire in our life. You know what I love about God is? Is that God is not going to give you something different than me. Let's put this in baseball terms. It's not that I get four strikes and you get three. It's not that God's going to be inconsistent for folks. God is the same. And you know what? If God requires you to seek after Him and repentance and be saved, you know what God's going to do to the next person? He's going to require them to seek after Him, to repent and to be saved. For he is an umpire, and an umpire cannot be partial. An umpire cannot pick sides that he wants to win. An umpire is there to authorize, to be able to, to ensure that things are being done and done right. Today I want you to know is that God's Word, His Holy Spirit is, is the ultimate authority. You see today, God does not need to be validated by anything else. He's the validator But what you and I do, our salvation, our lifestyles, our worship, all the things that we do, they're validated by the Spirit of God. And that's where we find peace. And when we find peace, what comes from that? He said, be ye thankful. Today I want to ask you something. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Maybe, the, maybe, maybe your thankfulness is right beside you. Maybe your thankfulness is what you were soon hoping to head to. Maybe your thankfulness is something you just left behind. Maybe it's your jobs you're going to see tomorrow. Maybe There's all kinds of things that we could fill in. What are you thankful for today? What's the most... Grateful thing that any of us as human beings can be thankful for, and that's for His Son Jesus Christ, folks. The world needs to hear our gratitude for what God has done for us. He is the rule in our life. He is the the, the supreme guide in our life, and He said, "Be ye thankful." Our world today needs to hear more about Jesus and less about ourselves. Our world is not short. Our world is not hurting on opinions. You know, and you, my, my thoughts on opinions are your opinions, Keep them. we don't have to worry about them. Keep them to yourself, if you will. Folks, what I'm worried about is what does God think? My concern is, is that one person might look at another and say, well, I think you're lost. Well, I think you're saved. May we be very plain, folks. There's some things that God did not give us the authority to do. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Peace does not come from me and what I tell you. Peace comes from God and what he speaks to you. How does God speak to us? Now there you people go again talking about God talking to us. Folks, if you've never heard the voice of God, I pray that He would strike you down. God speaks in that still small voice. And if you hear today, you'll amen and understand that God speaks to us. Not where the person beside us hears, but it's where we hear. And when we hear the voice of God, we are given a responsibility. We must respond to Him. For he says, be ye thankful. Today, can I ask you another personal question? Do you think that is an option? Do you think that is something recommended? Or do you think that's something that we are commanded to do? To be thankful. Sometimes we have to give in to the umpire. We don't always agree with them, but we are encouraged to go along with them or support them or stand behind them. Folks, today, if God's rule and God's authority settles something, may we stand behind it, may we abide by it, and may we go by His way. Today, let me tell you, we must give thankfulness. I heard it said one time many years ago if you had today everything you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? What would you have today? If God only gave you what you were thankful for yesterday, what would you have today? Family, health, jobs, cars, houses. and I know it could be a long list. But what are we most grateful for? He said, be ye thankful. He said, to which you are called into one body. He said, be ye thankful. I'm going to close in just a minute. But when Job was going through all his adversity in life, he wasn't finding peace in the circumstances. Very well documented. He wasn't going to find peace in the circumstances of his life. He wanted to find peace in his heart. You know, a lot of people are wanting peace in the circumstances of their life. And what that means is, if things are not right, let's fix them and make them right. Folks, as long as we live in this world, we're always going to be man born of woman with a few days and full of sorrows, right? It's just the nature of things. That's just what happens. But you know what I believe today? God can give us peace. And with that peace, we can have the peace of God being saved. And we can have peace with God because we live and we do. And we go by what the umpire or the judge or the mediator tells us to do. And in the end, I love the idea of of the Greek games is that the umpire determines who the winner is and what the reward is. Right now, you and I are looking through a glass darkly, but I want to tell you something I didn't believe in. I believe that God notices, He knows and He rewards faithfulness to him. And can I tell you something? God's a great paymaster. God is a great paymaster. God will give you more than you deserve. And what happens when you are given more than you deserve? Something's going to come out of your mouth, but wait a minute. You gave me too much, or you've done too much, and God we realize is a gift. How many of you today, and you can say it if you want to, how many of you today has God bless you abundantly? Amen. But the question is, with what? I can tell you, just as a child of God, if I can stand before you and say I am saved by his grace, that's enough. But you know what he's done for me? Not only did He save my soul, He let me be a part of a church. His church, the New Testament church. He gave me a family. He gave me friends. He's given me so many things that I have. My health, all these things. I have a home, I have vehicles, I have food. I have all these things, folks. And everything comes from God. And I pray today that God would allow me to live my life and not be silent. That God would allow me to live my life and not become a mute person. That I don't tell about the thankfulness, but may the gratitude of God overflow in our lives, and others may understand that we have one today that has blessed us and he has blessed us beyond all imagination. So today, as we read these verses here in the Book of Colossians, we read in the Book of Job. Do we have a Do we have a person that can can give us peace in our life? Absolutely, we can. Who's the umpire? Who's the rule? Who gives you your reward? You see, these reward, whether it's from loss to being saved, or whether it's saved or the peace in your life, it's not mine to give. I, can't, I wish I could just say at the end of the service today, I'm going to say amen, I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to give you blessings after blessings after blessings. Folks, they're not mine to give. They come from God. Today, He's the ultimate umpire. He's the ultimate rule. And I pray that if you're here this morning and you don't have peace, that whatever it is that you need to do, that you would do just that so that God would give you that gratitude in your heart. God bless you this morning. That's what's on my heart. I want us to get a song if we could.